arises in that perfect awareness. But the awareness doesn't arise. Awareness is not subject to any effect. Nothing can impact on awareness. It is more subtle than space, because even space arises in awareness. So this is the most perfect, the most perfect, because it's untouchable. There's no effort in it. There's no separation in it. There's no unity in it. There's no satsang in it. There's no master in it. There's no disciple in it. There's no scripture in it. There's no time. There's no duration. There's no enlightenment in it. It is the ever-perfect. That's what we are. No? But as soon as manifestation occur inside us, then we came into the play of existence, and then came the concept of I. And the concept of I, somehow, as soon as it arises, it's as though it overshadows that pure awareness. Although that cannot be true, because nothing can overshadow awareness. Even something overshadowing awareness is itself a concept arising in the awareness itself. And so the concept of I created the concept of separation. And then there became I and awareness. But really the, the highest importance of I is awareness itself. When awareness uh, wants to express, it expresses I. It is the purest expression of awareness, the vibration or the intuition I or I am, you see. But really, when the I am took place, when it arose, you were there when it arose and it arose in you because you are the perfect awareness and you're able to perceive I am. But as soon as the I am manifests, it has a tremendous magnetism. Magnetism is also concept. Everything that we experience is concept, you see. Experience is also even concept. But very few beings can understand this type of uh, statement, you know, that even, um, that even, uh, even meditation itself is, is a concept, it is a phenomenon that occurs inside the pure. The pure doesn't need to meditate. It doesn't need to know. And yet at the same time, because it manifests, then knowledge came, the sense of separation, duality comes, the, set, the feeling of I comes, and it is manifesting through all of these appearances. So at the same time I'm saying that they don't exist except as you know, shadows arising in the awareness and that they don't affect the awareness. And at the same time, I have to say that awareness is responsible for them. And they are, they are forms of awareness. This is a paradox. And paradoxes can only be understood in the satric mind, in the highest expression of mind, the higher mind. Because the lower mind is only functioning within the limits of logic and reason. And logic and reason is very elevated in the in the in the what I would call in the relative world. But in the pure and the highest intelligence, uh, being limited by logic and reason, you see, they are they are the lower they are lower expressions because they are limited. The spiritual intellect is uh, unbound. It can change its perspective into a thousand different positions and still not lose the whole, the unity of itself. But this type of thing really, 
I am not speaking about it much because there are very few customers for this type of knowledge. Why is that? Because as soon as we have the feeling of I, we are into the world of transacting. We're in the supermarket of concepts. And uh, there is so much diversity, so much attraction. So we come into the feeling or the, the state of multiplicity. We call it multiplicity, easy. And uh, if you hold on to the feeling of individuality, or even more strongly of being a person, you cannot, you cannot, um, you cannot comprehend the wholeness. You'll always be functioning as a, as an aspect, as a part, as a piece, as a proportion. Ultimately, also having, you know, contemplated all of these things, then the final act of contemplation is that contemplation must itself dissolve. Contemplation also must fall away. There's nobody there to do it. Just it's said, you know. Because contemplation is for a purpose. If you say that the contemplation is really the pastime of the gods, you know. For the lesser beings, activity, gross activity, becomes their pastime. But for the higher beings, contemplation and meditation is their pastime. You see? Uh, so pastime means time also. Why we speak like this? Because actually, you know, why we speak like this? Because out of that insight, you know, we are compelled, you know, we, the, the consciousness, who I call the consciousness is the child of the Absolute. It has to, it has to say these things, it has to contemplate these things, you know. It has to contemplate these things. In some bodies it has to do it. Look at all these people here, all these bodies all these vessels of consciousness, for instance. No? How much contemplation of consciousness is going on inside these bodies? Mm -hmm. Look around you on a beautiful day. Hmm? How much contemplation is going on? How much self-contemplation do you imagine is going on <laughs> in, in this place? Mm -hmm. Sometimes even the sun makes you mad because you start to worship the sun, you start to feel so happy, you want to be in the sun, you get excited, your mind is uh, tormented. You see lots of beautiful people walking past, you're looking, you're distracting, you can't even settle in your mind, mm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. Many people, they, when the days like this, festivals and so on, the human spirit comes up and they want to celebrate and so on. The more they celebrate like this, sometimes the more blind we are, you know, from our own self-contemplation, isn't it? People say sometimes in spiritual, you know, circles, you know, oh yes, celebrate, celebrate. But who is celebrating even? It is always, you know, almost always misunderstood what it means celebrate. I have not found a way, actually, because this is a very popular term in spirituality, to celebrate our existence and so on. No? 
but I find it is a very useless statement. What is to celebrate? Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is better now. If you say, keep quiet, keep quiet, rest inside your own being, then I don't think we will. Yeah, we can, then actually that is the most uh, beautiful terminology for celebrating. I like that, you know. You want to celebrate, keep quiet. This is beautiful. It's beautiful. And yet, you know, you, I don't speak against the joy that arises spontaneously, you know. Because it shows that our, our nature is you know, joy is infectious, you know. When you see the sunlight and the, the, the touch of the sun and, and the open sky and the freshness and the flowers and stuff, something naturally, you know, want to enjoy this. So it is a kind of celebration also. No? You want to be in it and enjoy it because we are composed out of joy. Even our even in our in our humanity is it's a kind of it's a composition of joy. You know. we want to celebrate, we want to be happy. All beings want to be happy. I felt like a, if you go straight to who am I? This kind of meditation, this kind of vipassana already, this puts you in this because you look for who you are and then uh, whatever happens, you're observing them naturally. You don't make an uh, effort to observe. If you say, okay, I want to observe the sensation, your attention goes everywhere and it takes uh, time to concentrate yourself, to observe yourself. But if you go like uh, straight to uh, who am I, the, you observe the sensation naturally. This kind of. Um, uh, Vipassana state. I mean, uh, I found very easy to meditate. For me, it was like, uh, what is meditation for a very long time? I don't know. I didn't know. And just uh, asking the question is put you in these states. I mean, the, the thought they're coming, uh, but you don't pay attention to them because you want to know who, who am I. So, uh, mm. I is the most intimate. Everything else you're perceiving is not I. I is really naturally in the position of the perceiver, see? But usually we stop there, because we stop at I, because we feel there's no more than I. There's, no, there's nothing more than I. I is really the stopping place, because I is what is perceiving everything else. But if you don't contemplate this, you don't even recognize that this is true. But then my question is, can this I itself be known? Is this I the ultimate? When we say I, we must look at what is the content of I. Does I have content? I mean, is it personal? Is the I that I am different from an I that you are? Do I see you? So if I see you, then this I must be different from you. You understand? If I see you, it's not that I sees I, 
it's like I sees you, then the very fact is that the eye itself must be unique. That this is a unique eye. So if it's a unique eye, it means that it has quality. You see? If it has quality, it means that this eye is dependent on quality. And quality cannot perceive itself. Something is perceiving quality. I mean, does gold know it's gold and not silver? It doesn't know anything. It is just what it is. It is something else that says it's gold and therefore it's more valuable. So the one who gives value to gold is not gold. You see? If something else is saying gold is better than silver and silver is better than bronze. So something is making qualitative assessment and judgment. You see? So the quality is not sentient. You understand what I mean? The quality is not sentient. Something else is judging the quality. So, if I is a distinct I, okay, if I is distinct from you, it means that I has quality. And we know that the quality is dead. It's just something, an association. It's the quality. So therefore, if it has quality, something else must be aware of the quality. So if something is aware of the quality of I, that something must be beyond I. So therefore, if you can perceive your I, you cannot be that I. Um, when I ask myself who am I, I was touched when you say all the people, they look for something in the front, but it's just in the back. And um, I have this kind of perceiving that uh, there is an observer on my back, like a, a big observer uh, watching through me. And it, the, the, the voice I listen, who am I? There is a point like it's like external to me. Like uh, there is something looking, the one who asking who am I. But I don't manage to turn the attention um, uh, back to the you one see, What you're talking about is very subtle. If we can break through this subtle misunderstanding, like we can see and open up the blind spots of perception then this is going to be very good for you, very, very good. Because many, many beings, they are stuck with this perception and most of them turn back or they create another interpretation of what this is and they miss the, the sublimity of it. I miss what he said too, I don't know. It's like, it's like... Is something is sensing getting subtle. But even this thing is getting subtle, it's still a phenomenon. Okay? And something is aware of the even the subtlest phenomenon. And this something which is aware of the subtlest phenomenon is really what you are. Okay? Now the way he expressed it actually is actually demonstrating that the mind is still participating somehow. And so something is not clear. So I wanted to take a look and I want to ask you, should we take a look together at this thing that you speak? Is it? Because it's very subtle and if we look sometimes it's going to feel very difficult to see, like, oh, frustration. I want to take you through this frustration, beyond this frustration, to show you something. You say that when you ask even the question, who am I? It is as though there is an observer behind somewhere there that is observing you. Mm. 
Okay. But who is aware of that observer? Is it a truth that there's an observer behind the head looking? Is it true, you see? It, the sense is the sense is very subtle. It's understandable what it is, no? What it it seems to me is that when we say this, in that moment of saying this, you are admitting that the eye that you usually identify as you is not the real eye. Which is the eye inside your head. There's an eye inside your head. I would say it's a part of the body even, you know? Huh? You say it's even part of the body. Uh, what is, what is making this observation? Where does where does this observation come from? To even say, but I would even say it's it's even a part of the body that that I feel. There is, is a part witness. Of the body. There is a witness of uh, everything appearing in my head. Yes. <laughs> which is the silence. The the, the voice. Who is, is speaking now? The witness or something else? This is something else. What can that something be, other than weakness? The weakness of the weakness? We can go slow down. <coughs> we slow down, because we are onto some something here, an opportunity for, for for clarity. You see. Something is aware of all the projection, the processes, and the phenomena appearing in the head. The feeling of the I me, the feeling of individuality, is it in the head or outside the head? The feeling of I, the I me, you know, I went to Brixton today and I bought this and all. Oh, it I would was say so it's in, in, the, in the head. It's in the head. How much would you say is in the head? Are you really it's sure? So tell me. Is it really you sure it's in the head? I would say what is outside, what I will call outside my head is yeah. very quiet. So I, I will say all the noise is in my head. All the noises in your head. Outside your head is outside of this body. Is it outside of my head. What do you mean? Yes, I would. I would. Yes. Yes. And is that is that why you say something behind your head is looking yes. at what is in your head? So I can something feel behind some, some silence, is looking. You know? yes, yeah, something behind is looking. I feel it actually. Good. Something behind is looking at uh, your head. Meaning that your head and the body is itself a phenomenon and a kind of mechanism. Of thinking, a, a mechanical thinking is going on, including the feeling of myself as an individual personality. All of that is inside the box. This, yeah. okay, including the body, and that is seen. That is seen. So, whatever happens inside the head, either now, or earlier, or later, is still going to happen inside the box. Yeah? And something is not inside the box. So this thing which is not inside the box, which is looking at the box, does it have any interest in the box? Does it have any interest in what is happening inside the box? Um, it must have some I, I don't know it, it must have some something subtle I don't know if it's from my mind or yeah, if it's, yeah. but the, the, I will say that this have interest uh, on anything or nothing, which is the same. I mean, there's a full interest or um, or no interest. It's very um, right. It's the same. Okay. What will see that? What sees this? What understands that? Don't rely on your head now. Don't don't speak to me from your head. Uh, 
because what you're saying is um, exposing that there is even further back is a seeing that's even subtler than that seeing. You see, you don't have to give me pictures. You cannot give me an object, because all objects are in the head. You see, and outside the head, there is still a kind of a subtle. There's still a subtle identity still outside the head that is posing as a weakness. You see, because that weakness has still a subtle relationship with what is being perceived. Because if you have no interest in what is being perceived, you don't perceive. It's like the eyes are open. What are you perceiving? It's like a seeing occurs, and when you move, it doesn't occur. The grass is perceived. It's forgotten. So it's not collecting. It's not making a registration. So effectively, this is what I say. This is like writing on water. You cannot save it. It is just like this. So it's not collecting. So senses are open. They're not collecting. So senses are fine. When it starts to collect, it is collecting in the name of a collector, someone who has some interest. So the witnessing is still witnessing what's going on in the head, but the very witnessing also signals duality, means that the weakness a little bit has some involvement. Then when this is understood, when this is seen, then a deeper and purer seeing remains, which is completely non-personal, not personal. Universal, you may call it universal. It means that there's just perceiving, but there's no history. It's not history-making. It is just perceiving is neither interested nor not interested. Can you see this? It's like, it's not interested, nor is it not interested. It's not in or out. It, it itself has no quality. This is our pure, this is the pureness of ourself. This is our self. Beyond this, you cannot go. Before this, you cannot go. This is just what is there. And everything is, is appearing because of consciousness. And consciousness is like the, the binoculars uh, to, for, of, the, of the Absolute. The Absolute can perceive its uh, manifestation uh, through the feeling of I. And the manifestation comes out of I. It is like a telescope. It's a telescope. Put, and you pull, and you pull. Huh? Like this. And each of those movements give you a different uh, effect. But all of them is still one telescope. It's still one thing. While speaking with you, I will say this uh, feeling of observing is not on the back, it's like uh, everywhere. Ah, this is better. It's freed from perspective. When it is everywhere, It means, in a sense, uh, you are everywhere, but you are also here. This is your focal point, but you're everywhere. Just like you can look at this cup, and at the same time I'm looking at this cup, my seeing remains panoramic. I can, I'm still aware of everything else, but I can focus on this cup, focus on this, focus on this. But I'm not captured by this. I focus for a moment, 
but I don't lose myself in this. This is to do with the maturity of the beingness. In the same way like we are walking through this park and you are aware panoramic perception. You're not looking at any particular thing. The eyes are open, the sky is seen, earth is seen, trees are seen, people are seen. You know, wind is felt, light is perceived, everything. But you're not focusing on anything. What you are experiencing is the presence of being. Because you exist and you are in this body. You are in all the bodies, but you are in this body as I. And when I is inside the body, it has a unique perfume. The perfume of the I in this body is Satchinananda. It's like this existence and the consciousness of the existence and the joy of existence. And also the conditioning that arose inside this body, all of them mixed together, eh? give this perfume, which is a unique uh, flavor of consciousness. In a way, when, when the attention is uh, not towards objects or in the towards the body, then the eye is not in the body in a way. And then it, there's again... Uh... Really, where the eye is, the eye is actually more than say it's in the body, which is fine. The eye is in the sense here now, in the feeling of existence, is the location of eye. I and existence, they are the same. It's a feeling of being. You know you are. You don't need someone else to confirm that you are. You, you have a natural sense that you exist. Yeah, but at times when the, when the attention is not towards the objects, yes. I, I don't even have this sense of uh, yeah. <coughs> I am or anything. And then it comes back somehow. And... Oh, you know you don't have it. Something is there to know, even the absence of I am. It's after I know it. Can I ask you something? In your deep sleep, do you say you rest well or you enjoy sleep after you wake up? Only after you say, I, I had a good sleep? Or do you enjoy sleep while sleep is happening? Do <laughs> <laughs> eh? Do we... Do we, uh, do we Say when you wake up, ah oh, yes, I had very good sleep. Yeah, when you when you wake up, you say, oh yes, you know, because because my, my body feel rested, then I had good sleep. Or do you actually during sleep enjoy? During something. There's no separate enjoy. There's no separate enjoy during sleep, though. Something enjoys. Forget about separate. Is there is the deep sleep enjoyed? Actually, no, or no. Let, let me finish. Is the deep sleep enjoyed, or it is? Is it just uh, an assumption? Is deep sleep actually enjoyed, or is it an assumption? I did mean assumption. Assumption mean that that you think you enjoy it, yeah. or do you enjoy? There is joy. There is joy. This is joy. <laughs> there is joy. For me, there is nothing. No, no, no. Maybe look. Uh, let me explain. If some people, if you go into a room that there's no light, okay, there's no light, nothing at all. You go into the room, close the door, and some people say, I can't see, I can't see, put the light on, no? And some others will feel, no, I can see, but I cannot see anything. 
You see? I see darkness. Because some people, we are used to seeing objects. And when you cannot see objects, you think you cannot see. But what you're seeing is non-object. Or you're seeing darkness. Still perceiving. In deep sleep, you are not in a dualistic perception. You're not seeing objects. Because there's not even a feeling of I is there, really. You see? Not the relationship I. Is there absolutely nothing there? Do we... Is, is sleep a myth? Why we go to bed? Why, why we are we spending all this money buying bed? If in deep sleep nothing is known, no enjoyment, why you bother buy a good bed? I, I don't say there's no enjoyment, but there is nothing, but not in a bad way. It's just like, I couldn't even say it's enjoyed. Because I know it's enjoyed in a way. Okay, can space. I ask you something? Before you go to sleep, before you go to sleep, do you have great joy when you go into bed? <laughs> huh? When you go to bed, okay, and you're lying in bed, okay, uh, do you feel great joy? Yeah. yeah. yeah? What, is the, what is the reason for this joy? <laughs> Tell me, what is the reason for this joy? Rest. It's a feeling of. Uh... <coughs> is it anticipation? It's is it a feeling of anticipation? Feeling because the, the brain is slowing down, so the joys are rising. It's a, it's a feeling, feeling of, of relief. Relief. Yeah. Of bringing all together, like somehow like coming back. Let us look a bit. Let I, us look together a little bit. For me, it's, it's uh, something knows the joy that is, is, is in deep sleep. Yeah. Is it the anticipation of going into that space, which is... It, is it the expectation mm. that soon I'm leaving this um, world of perception Maybe. and going into the non-perceivable yeah. space? Is it that, okay, it's the end of the day, nobody's likely to call me tonight, um, or uh, no more business now? From now, I'm really alone. Is it something that we actually experience? What is this joy just before you go to sleep? You know, when you're just going to sleep and everything is falling away, is there joy or not? There is joy. I said that the, um, the identification of the body is, uh, is falling down and the joy arising in the... <laughs> what I feel sometimes is sometimes just like uh, like bliss comes into the body. Bliss comes yeah, into the body, Yeah, it comes yes. in, I feel yes. it. The sun is up. Yes. Mm. Yes. Why? Something is dropping away. Is that thing which is dropping away? Is it a natural phenomenon or is it to do with uh, an expectation in the mind? Natural. No, it's natural. So, let me ask you, when consciousness arises again, as in the waking state, are we compelled? Are we compelled to be in duality and a miserable state and because we can't help interacting? Or is something else? Uh, uh, it, it, do we have a, a sense of a choice even? When, when the light of consciousness is present again, do you have a choice to remain in peace? Or you have no choice and you're going to have to... You, which, is your most, which is your most beautiful state in a 24-hour day? These days? <laughs> which, is your, <laughs> which is your most enjoyable state in a 24 hours? I would say when I sleep. Sleeping. <laughs> Sleeping? Especially this day. I'm Dreaming so much. or waking? Which is your most enjoyable? Or have you not Sleeping. thought about it? Mm. Hmm? What I like is like uh, when I'm dreaming and I'm, 
waking up from my dream. I realizing while I'm dreaming that I'm like a, to, this morning I was dreaming a lot, a dreaming of you, and there's a some a point where I just realize that I'm dreaming and I wake up from that dream. It's very uh, it's nice. Uh, moment. Yes, yeah, nice moment. Waking yeah, from something at least. So if you could continue being in deep sleep, would you continue being in deep sleep? Yes. 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 You would. Yes. You know, uh, I feel like like the border is getting um, diminished. Yeah, uh, the between the, the, these three. Yes. And uh, what I described before during the day, it feels like, in a way, like deep sleep in a way, that I don't feel that when the attention is not on the body and. Um, I don't feel the sense of fire or anything. Everything is like nothing. I don't know. Okay. I like what you are speaking now because it is actually the natural state. That it should not make any difference whether you are sleeping or dreaming or awake. Because the awareness is not subject to the changeful states. It is underlying the changeful states, meaning that it is the common denominator of the states. Do you understand what I mean by this? Whatever the state is, the awareness is uh, in them and beyond them. You see, it is like... Uh, if there is no identity, then you will not know any difference between really the states, actually. When the eyes open and consciousness is present, you will not go, oh, Oh no, I'm in the waking state. You will not have this feeling. You will have the feeling that everything is the same. Nothing changed. Even though the trees are becoming brown, the flowers are growing or something, the sky is grey or blue, there is sun or no sun, there is rain or no rain, you will still have the feeling same, same. When you have a personality, you have preferences. You wake up, sun is up, oh, wonderful day, oh, yes, I'll call my friends, no? <laughs> when you are as you, as you are, the eyes open, sun, rain, snow, lightning, earthquake, same, same. <coughs> I will say, like, uh, um, time to time, I, this uh, is like a, a nibbling, I don't know, uh, maybe before I have much preferences on many things and now it's like um, I lose interest at the same time we spoke about this some feeling I'm bored by you know so it doesn't matter and maybe I, I really like deep sleep because there is no mind in this state and uh, and the thing is like yesterday um, I'm, I found it easy to meditate you know and I arrive and I meditate a lot and then I stop the mind is come like uh, one million times bigger like uh, I meditate like one hour and I wake up and, uh, and I actually say something and where is the deep sleep state now? Not that the deep sleep state get out this object popped in front. In front. Okay. And if they are very attractive. They are okay. Very Suppose I'm looking at you. Hmm? And then I go um, this. And then Okay. And <laughs> okay. Huh? I see it makes a difference. <laughs> I was going to ask you, 
because it makes a difference. It's like if you are listening to the radio and you keep turning the, the station, and now it's BBC, and it's Indian music, and Japanese music. Does any difference happen in you? There have to be difference happening in you. Depends when. You see, there is something that doesn't depend. No, listen to me. There is something that doesn't depend. You must find out what that is. And there is something that depends. And that which depends, that's not important. You shouldn't give too much attention to this, what depends. And how to deal with this, that depends? Because I, I, I see that... I see this that is education and conditioning. This is the behavior of education and conditioning is creating these um, states. Behind that, even, there is that in every sentient being which is not participating. And it is a dimension of pure perfection. <coughs> it is not depending on, it doesn't alternate, it doesn't change. Waking, dream, sleeping does not affect it. Okay? So it is not the deep sleep state. You understand? It is not because the pure existence is not the deep sleep. The deep sleep state is a state. Waking state is a state. The dreaming state is a state. What I'm speaking about is a stateless state. Okay? Meaning that other states can happen in it and are perceived in it. It's very subtle because we spend a lot of attention in waking state. We are very active, the mind very active in waking state, also a bit in dreaming state. In deep sleep state, mind is not active. This is the, the thing about less there less attention there is, more there is a presence of uh, this uh, awareness. And somehow, I, I will say like, a, there, there is, the mind is, uh, when it's quiet, when, the, when, when we don't, for me, when I don't give too you much are attention. Making, you are making awareness depend on something. You're saying, you know, when my mind or when the mind is noisy, then you're no, saying no. when? Okay, what I want to say is like, mm. okay, if I'm, um, for now, for example, in your presence, I can really totally understand what it is, you know? yeah. so, but uh, the mind is come stronger when, uh, when, uh, when, uh, when I come weaker. I don't know how to say, some, some, not in your presence. Okay. What I am constantly pointing to is that which does not have any condition. This is what I'm pointing to. That which does not have any condition. It's not more of itself when you meditate, less of itself when you are in the market. It is not uh, absent when you have an accident and present when you're feeling good. It is not more enjoyable when you are eating chocolate and uh, not, not enjoyable when you have to take your medicine. It has nothing to do with any condition. Where is that? Does that exist or not? <clears throat> okay. Uh, even when there is a mind noise, mm -hmm. this is still here. Yes. I will say with a smile in the corner somehow. You know, like, you know, um, the, this presence is enjoying all the time something. Even uh, in, uh, how to say that? Even I'm, I'm, I make any drama on anything, I, I feel this uh, awareness with totally quiet. So you are what? The, um, this eye is the body eye, the, the, mind, the mind one. Okay, 
Okay, yeah, I, yeah, 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 okay. And okay. The, the thing yes, is, yes. when I remain in silence, that uh, happen, and I feel very nice. I will say the body is come, um, uh, like it keeps silent for a while. Yeah. yeah, it's more violent, you know. Like, more, more strong. You know? Yeah, and why does that matter? Where, where is it getting this anger and this power from? Why does it doesn't matter? Because there is attachment to, 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 to the personality or something, yeah. Yes, For yes. me, there's like a fear that I'll actually do something, you know? That's what, like, I feel like one day, like, maybe my mind will take over completely and I won't know, like, I won't know at all. Uh. That's my fear. And so it kind of makes it grow, because it's like, I don't know. You know something, I'm going to tell you what, because you're speaking about this type of fear for a while. If it came one time that your mind completely take over for a while, it will be a stage in your evolution of consciousness. Maybe you have to experience this thing, that one time your mind is so loud that it seems like it take over, and and then maybe this is a way in which you will see that actually it doesn't matter. Maybe for some people it happened like this. Uh, for some beings who awaken to their recognition, because that's what it means, awakening, is awakening to the recognition of what you've always been. It's not that you become something. It's like you are the daughter or the son of a king. We were talking uh, yesterday and I was saying this thing. It's like I am the king and you are my son, you are my daughter. And I'm, and you are shy. And I tell you, listen, you must not be shy because you are the, you are my, you are the prince, you are the princess, you are the prince. And if I say guards, okay, go out, they, they go out. Then if you say, you know, I, I, I can't speak to them like that. But I said, but you, uh, but you have to speak to them like that. That is the relationship you have with them. You say, yes, but I can't really speak to them like that. It, it says, it's got nothing to do with how you feel. This is your authority. Then you say, yes, I can speak, but, but I can't speak to that one over there. What, he, because he looks at me funny when I say this thing. So you're not living in your princely and uh, uh, state. In the same way, we are like that a bit. We are feeling that many things make us feel different and that these feelings are important. And you take the feelings to be important, then they are important for you. We're putting a lot of conditioning and conditions why we are as we are, as, as an expression. But I'm giving less importance to the expression because the expression is growing with the more belief you put and identity is growing. Because one time these, these thoughts were not very strong in us, but because we practice them and believe them, they become more strong. And after a while they start to believe as though they are independent and they're telling you what to do. Whereas in fact it's not really like this. And yet at the same time it is like this. Because thoughts, how can I say this now? Because this is difficult for me to explain. Thoughts in one way, they are inert, they have no life. If you believe in them, they have life. When you connect, it has life. You switch the light on, the energy on, they have life. If you identify. If you don't identify, they cannot stay, they cannot grow with you. Then they, they have to go. And yet at the same time, 
because all of this is the play of sentience. Even apparent insentience comes out of sentience. You understand what I mean by this? <coughs> Look at this cloth. You say it has no life in it. But it's also a form of consciousness. So therefore there is life in it. You see, like everything is an aspect of consciousness. I don't know if it is worth any value me telling you things, say things like this. But this material cannot make decision and decide. It doesn't have that, that um, capacity. We have this uh, capacity. Sentience expressing itself through the human instrument has tremendous capacity to, to discern and to um, discriminate and, and so on. You, you will say that atoms, they are made by consciousness, like the... the like the, the, all the scientists, they're looking for the, the elementary uh, brick of the... The scientists are also made of consciousness, and the scientists studying consciousness is made of consciousness. Scientists. 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 Everything is in the show. Everything, everything is, in, is the act of consciousness, is the play, the functioning of consciousness. The consciousness is behaving as though it is the perceiver of all of the, all of the, the movement happening in it. The consciousness is also the movement, and it is the perception of the movement. Even the one that practices Vipassana is still the, the ego one, the me, I, me. Yes, even the one who is practicing self-inquiry is also. Mm. And inquiry is important because it is the one uh, uh, mirror that's able to expose and to completely destroy the feeling of separation. I found that like, um, because I was wanting to do like a Vipassana retreat to make my mind more sattvic, you know? But when my mind is more sattvic, sometimes there's less of a, a desire to like, to inquire, you know? Because it's like the, the pain sometimes that makes me inquire. And when there's satisfaction or just peace, yeah. it's like... Most of the beings, they are satisfied with uh, Satchidananda state. They are satisfied when there is, they are aware that they exist and that there is a joy inside them. So it's enough for them. Some people, when they come to this Satchidananda state, they are happy. They say, leave me alone now. Thank you very much, God. I'll talk to you later. But leave me alone. Let me enjoy my Satchidananda. No? So actually, maybe this, even this Vipassana in your case, maybe bring you Satchidananda state. When you have Satchidananda, it's enough. Many beings, they are content if there can be happiness, they have good friends, when they think of something, it happens, you see, and they have the, the, the feeling that they are spiritual. It's enough. To go beyond, you know, into the pure being, which you already are, that is more rare. Because uh, everybody wants something. Even a state of uh, high spiritual... What about awareness. this desire? You know, but, but, uh, is it personal? I, I want, I want, I want be a Buddha. You know? I want be free. I want this understanding. I, 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 I. Actually, this I that says I want enlightenment, you see, it is a bit of a fake. If you believe too much in that, meaning you are the consciousness, that believe too much in this, then it becomes struggle for you. Enlightenment becomes the most difficult thing. Yes, you understand? And if the enlightenment, as you imagine enlightenment is, actually come to you, you wouldn't want it. 
you get bored. And then you want to try something else after this. Because you want enlightenment as an experience, like the highest experience. But there's still a you who want it. And you want to keep yourself in order to enjoy it. And most people, they want to be special. They want to be cool. They want other human beings to see them and go, yeah, he had very good experiences. This one has got to, this one has really had the you're in a high state, you're in a high state. In this because, <laughs> yeah, you know this one? Um, you're in a high uh, state. <laughs> this is also true. I mean, you are cool. Yeah. You are cool. Cool. Uh, cool, you say cool. you want to be cool. You yeah. are. There's a bit schizophrenia in this, because schizophrenia, I mean, that uh, if you want, I really understand about this. If you want to be enlightened because there's something cool, yeah. that, that this is not the point. But uh, realizing the, that, it makes you cool also. I mean, the, you have to. No, it, I mean, you are not there. You are in shining that way. On, the, on the people around you at the same time. That's you, but you do. This is what other people think of you. But you in yourself, uh, you. There's no you in this way. That's why you're shining. Because it is the ego that wants to shine. It wants to say, look, you know, uh, look, he, he, look, him, him, him. Not that one, no, him, he's the Buddha. You want to be able to walk and hear people say, he's the Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> you see? Sometimes we want this. We want to, to, to be seen that, you know, yes, this one, he has had the highest experience, you see. He's not any more like the rest of us, he's different. And if there's something that likes this, and it's in a, it's a kind of innocence, you know, because in a way the ego wants this. We want to be special in other ways. You want to be special as a musician. It's very subtle. You want to be the best yogi. I was very happy in somebody coming satsang and says, "I wanted to be the best yogi. I wanted to be the most silent. <laughs> I wanted to be the most silent sitter." Huh? Why you want to be the most silent? Because somebody else is there. Because your silence has to be somebody has to witness you being silent. You see? So if nobody is there to witness you silent, then you don't want to be silent. You only want to be silent. Other people see you. You're silent. Something is looking, you know, it wants to look with one eye. But you, know, but you keep your eye closed because you don't want anybody to see that you're actually looking to see <laughs> That they are seeing that you are silent. Ah, there's something give. It's very difficult to get out of the ego, you know. And we all get it for a bit until something it it just gradually gets weaker and weaker and weaker and the more you are again in your natural state then these things become unimportant for you then you see the joy of just being yourself they say what why try to be special when you can just be yourself you see? And be yourself doesn't mean be yourself. It's just you forget about everything. You forget about it. How are you going to forget about it? Because if you make forgetting about it a kind of like a, a religion, then you don't forget about it. Therefore it says, fix your attention only on the self, because that is present. But you can only get this instruction when you have recognized what the self is. It is the self that really, because we manifest in form, so to speak, we're in the feeling of I, then instruction has to come because the I can, can go in different directions. It can point attention in different directions. So once the I is focused towards any direction, 
then there's magnetism in that direction. So the advice comes, uh, focus on your own self, who is seeing. And then uh, you have to be available for receiving this instruction. If you're not ready, then there's nothing anybody can do. Even God cannot do anything. Sometimes it seems like uh, there's an observer. And you said something about the cosmic ego like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And it feels like there's an observer that's like um, attracted to whatever is appearing. And what was I going to say? Um, and I, I interpret that sometimes as like that's the self choosing it. That's the self choosing to be deluded, you know? Uh, this is why I try to bring you, bring your attention back to that place inside you that doesn't choose. It doesn't choose or not choose. It's got nothing to do with choice. It like removes that, that. Yeah, but for a while, more energy is in the one who feels they can perceive that. You feel that like the, the absolute is a kind of state that I am aware of it. Yeah. But you are not that yet, because the absolute wouldn't say, I'm aware of the Absolute. What is saying I'm aware of the Absolute, you see? We are that also. And this is what I was referring to as the cosmic ego, the feeling I am. When you have the feeling I am, you can be aware of the world, of the sense of yourself and others and so on. But the I, that I, is in its purest aspect, is only as the witness who is impersonal. You see? But in order to be a witness, there's a subtle duality in witnessing. What I am saying all the time, don't be afraid of duality. Duality is natural. For there to be existence, the play of existence, there has to be time and duration and the sense of I and perception of other. This is a play of the reality, it's playing like this. So to say it doesn't exist is not natural. It makes you into a hypocrite because your natural uh, senses are functioning and you cannot deny it doesn't exist. All I say is that if something is aware of them. Stay only in the something which is aware of things. Let the awareness of things continue but stay as the one who is aware. Hold on to this one and everything comes right spontaneously, automatically. Nobody tell you the self doesn't have a left hand and a right hand. It doesn't tell you Okay, put this one here, put this one. It doesn't do anything. It just says, hold on to yourself. That's all. Hold on to yourself. Don't try to fix something, change something, understand something even. Identify what is the self. What I mean, what do I mean when, what does the term mean? The self. If you've understood that, then the second instruction can come. Stay as the self. Otherwise, there's no point telling you stay as the self, you don't know what the self is. Most people think they know what the self is, but they think it's the ego. You have to go beyond the ego to find out what the self is, and then we say, stay only as the self. Because even when you realize the self momentarily, meaning the mind and the consciousness is realizing the self, it still has the relationship with bargaining and transacting in conceptual world. No. So the advice comes, stay only as the self. And then the question comes, yes, but how can I stay as the self when I have to interact with others? You see? So this, this concept of others and interacting is still strong. And the need to know what to do is still strong. Mm -hmm. So the advice comes, stay as the self.
initially there's some resistance because if he's what that is so naive to just say stay as the self how can anything change if I just stay as the self I said but that is ignorance because when you start to play with everything else then you come into confusion staying as the self you will come to see the natural order and harmony of the universe that it's happening by itself it's happening by itself even in this body and that is called the cosmic unfolding most beings are not aware of the cosmic unfolding they're only aware of their personal projection they haven't found their cosmic river there's a cosmic unfolding taking place in this existence but it can be overshadowed by the mental and personal projection the personal projection our conditioning is telling us we need to create the life that we want to live this is also a play of consciousness but it's more delusion and this is the, the challenge you may say or the game of uh, existence for a while we want to live according to our projections our conditioning and the universe is not going to serve you or obey you meaning see and this is why people say oh life is tough life is difficult because they want life to go their way you don't want life to go your mother's way your father's way your grandparents way your dog's way your children you want to go your way okay but if it goes your way then it means in some way it's not going the way of somebody else this is how we, it is in this like little units projecting their own dream, their own intention, their own desire. It creates a, a noise. When they discover themselves, then it's like all the waves are moving on the ocean and all the waves are only ocean that is seen. You are ocean and wave is your play. Wave is also yourself, but your ocean. And this is really, these things, they are important to say to you, what I'm speaking, it's okay? Yes. Because sometimes I, I feel like maybe I go too much into breaking into a little bit the mechanism of thinking, you know? Because sometimes I just say, forget about it, and the people can understand. Forget about it. They say, how can I meditate? Forget about it. Sometimes I'm like this, I tell you, forget about everything. Yes, but, but how can I forget about it? Yes, but then what? Forget about it. But I, I? Forget about I. Sometimes I tell you this, and that's also very effective for some people. But for some, the, the, the identity is too strong. They cannot assimilate this type of instruction. They will say, oh, he's talking foolishness. He's telling you forget about everything. How can you forget about everything? Sometimes when you speak, something stops listening, but the fact that you are speaking uh, brings into this presence. The kind of, um, the, I don't know, is something else speaking. Yeah. The, 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 some, something recognizes the, the truth in what you say and uh, don't follow the words, just creating this space. There's listening and absorbing. Absorption is happening, um, it's broader than listening. Absorption means openness. Sometimes physically you cannot listen anymore. Maybe the mind is feel a bit full. In real listening, the mind is never full. It's like it's neutral. 
It's like you're listening, but maybe you cannot speak about what, what you've heard. You understand? You are listening. This happened often. Yeah. yeah, but you cannot speak. If you say, what the Muji say? And, I don't uh, know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay? But still, something made you stay. And something is absorbed. Something happens, but you don't need to know what it is. But you will know somehow that my being feels more integrated with the existence. You see? We don't have to know. When we go to school, they tell you you have to know. You must understand what is going on. But this understanding is really uh, ignorance, actually. You cannot know. It's only an hypothesis. It's not really... It's not true. It's better you don't know what's going on about this. About this, just one, one question. Like, I can recognize this state of presence, and there is... Uh, Something still separation, but there's quietness in this. Yeah. And my feeling, if if I bring the question, who am I? Is like a noise. There's a time when even this question, who am I, is not needed. Because this something external is creating a mental process. Is a voice coming and something? First of all, you ask, who am I? If there is I. If I is arising and to 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 to, then you may ask, who is I? If eyes are rising, pulsing, boom, boom, the mind boom, asking. boom, there has to be some interest. Why you ask any question at all? Why you better ask any question? Because there is a curiosity or some doubt. If eyes is pulsing, boom, 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 and you're, there you are aware of this eye, hmm? then that eye is only a phenomenon, and you can forget about it. If you can forget about everything, it's fine. You, you, it's fine, you forget about it. If you say, no, no, I need to understand, then somehow you start to grow an eye again, like another eye that wants to understand what I is doing. For me, I feel that this makes a, a go and back from the, the I mind and the I witness. And to bring this question is, we're speaking this voice. There is something I would say yesterday, I would say here, and now I will say there, everywhere. Yeah, so. yeah. At a certain point, mm -hmm. the purpose of the conversation is that you throw everything away. Everything gets washed out. Even the need to understand, vanish. Even feeling of I loses its, um, what you may call, its context. There's just a, an intuition a subtle sense of existence or presence, and I becomes only just the presence. It has no work to do. It has nothing to change. It has nothing to become. There's just a natural resonance of I, I presence. It's enough. Because you cannot get rid of this I presence. This I presence is the perfect reflection of the Absolute. They are one. One is the manifest version and one unmanifest. They're the same. All sadhana, all spiritual um, practice is to clean the eye of the noise of ego, but the feeling eye still remains shining like this. When Ramana Maharshi said, I removes eye and remains eye. This is what I mean. The eye, the natural eye, became attached to ego because in the body. 
and then it must through sadhana spiritual practice remove this association of the ego which also says I I me and when it removes the ego it shines only as I I natural sense of being and this I is not attached it's not male or female it's not somebody's daughter or wife or husband you see it has no status it's just pure I be then uh, some is aware even of the sense of I being and then in that moment this one that is aware of I being nobody has got a name for it unspeakable they are together one the I being and beyond I being they are one they are aware of each other as oneness only that I being, the I presence, the I intuition, you can say knows the Absolute. It is the child of the Absolute. When it is touching time, relationship, uh, memories, all these things, then its vision is blurred, it cannot perceive. The water is, is uh, not still. When it is not associating, it is reflecting the Absolute. This body and the light inside this body is that I Presence. That I Presence and the Absolute are one thing. It is this I Presence that knows the Absolute. But it's not a dualistic knowledge. It's a unitive perception, a unitive ex experience. It's non-dualistic experience. It's not the mind, ordinarily talk about mind. Mind is sometimes a pollution of the I, I. Because it is associating with events and practice and time and, and uh, context. This is why I say to you, the unassociated being. This unassociated being is shining as the feeling I, I. And this I, I is the one who knows the Absolute. But because the Absolute cannot be known phenomenally, this knowledge is called self-knowledge, divine knowledge. It means knowing but not knowledge. And we better not speak anymore because otherwise we talk foolishness. It can only bring you one glimpse inside this pure mirror is enough. It will kill all the demons. One look inside this perfect mirror will kill all the demons. They cannot breathe in the light of that uh, reflection, I see. Then you may have this joy, perceiving but not collecting. All the senses are functioning. The feeling I am is there. The feeling of uh, the, the presence of the conditioned state is also there. But everything is in pro proper perspective. The I, me or personality is not dominant. It is only a garment huh, that the beingness is wearing. 
and it knows this. You are not your clothes. It might be your right size, but it's not you. You see? So the personality is only the t-shirt. Huh? It is only the lungi of the beingness. <laughs> okay? Enjoy the lungi. You cannot say, I am the lungi. No? That's all. We don't have to get rid of the lungi. Oh, burn the lungi. No, no, no. The lungi is, is also part of the play. And you enjoy this uh, wearing of the lungi. You know you're not the lungi. Ignorance is everybody wearing different lungis going, look at me, look at this lungi, I'm so nice. I'm red, I'm yellow, oh, I'm all silk. Oh, yes, I'm raw silk. Oh, yes, I'm... This is called ignorance, you see. In the pure state, all of these expressions can be there, but they're in the correct perspective. The further out we extend, the more transient the appearances are. The more the focus is on the center, then everything comes is natural. You cannot say, oh, I am just the absolute and nothing else. This is a one side, it's monochromatic, and it's not authentic. You are the absolute, and you are also the relative, but the relative is limited. And the more you relate and identify with the body, the more you feel that you come into time and fear and duality. The more the eyes are turned towards the source, you again feel the fullness of the, un the unicity, the unity of the being. And the effect of this type of dialogue, satsang, communication, communion, no? Is it washes out all the noise out of the negative duality, what I call, I'm using the word now, negative duality means that uh, there can be positive duality as well, no? but negative duality is being stuck into your identity. This is negative duality. When you take this out, because it's not that you have to perceive like this, we cultivate uh, actively or passively this kind of support to the negative duality. But you are beyond negative and positive. But while the body is here and the intelligence is in the body, the perceiving true duality will be there. We must accept this. This is natural. But you are not bound by it. This is the important thing. And when I use the term, now you are like space, moving in space, this will be your experience in this moment. This body is there, but inside, who are you in here? You are like space. You have no particular location. You have nothing to describe. There is a feeling of presence. And that is it. That is the health of the being. The beings, they have tremendous joy to contemplate like this. This is a satsang, you see. The beings gather, they contemplate these things, no? And then they again feel their natural joy, which doesn't have any reason. The joy doesn't have any reason, you see. Happiness doesn't have any reason. Hmm? 
you are naturally naturally happy. You are unnaturally unhappy. You are naturally happy. Yeah. If you are unhappy, it's not very unnatural to be unhappy. Yeah, it feels unnatural. Like yes, yes, yes. It's like if you are sick. You don't need a doctor to tell you you're sick. You know something is not right. Even a child knows this. Even before they know, they know what a doctor is. They know something doesn't feel good. They're crying. So we know, we have this intelligence, this sensitivity to know something is not uh, flowing harmoniously. You see? what I am having a joy to explain, because sometimes we feel, oh, but what must we do? I say, identify only as the Self, stay only as the Self. Your mind will say, but it's not enough, you know? You have to do something, you have to go and live in a cave. You have to not eat for one month. You have to do all these mantras or something, you see? Because this is how the mind sometimes functions. But I say, you stay only as the Self. This is what Bhagwan say, Papaji say, Krishna say, stay only as the Self. Because the cosmos already is flow, flowing, unfolding naturally. There is no you to try. You are not the doctor of the universe. You are not here to fix the universe. You are not even here to fix yourself. You only need to know yourself, not fix yourself. Nothing wrong with you. 